Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Sister Tackett made a great suggestion, and it would be so comforting to me if you wouldn't mind to maybe come up here in these these first sections. And uh, if you don't want to, you don't have to, but if you wouldn't mind, come on up, ladies. Let's have some fun. I'm so glad that living for the Lord is a good time. We were getting together earlier talking about some things before service and having some laughs. And I am so, so incredibly grateful. I'm grateful for this opportunity to speak to you tonight. I want to give honor to the world's best pastor and first lady. There's nobody like brother and sister Bounds. They are such gifts from the Lord such gifts from the Lord. He is uh, going to be preaching at a camp meeting in just a couple of hours. And if we could take a moment right now and lift our hands to the Lord and pray the anointing would fall, that those people would open their hearts to what God is saying at that camp meeting tonight. Lord Jesus, we give you honor and praise. We ask you, God, that you would open the hearts of the people as our pastor speaks tonight, that you would give him a clear voice and a clear word from your throne for them tonight. God, that you would minister to the needs of that district, that you would strengthen his body, his soul, and his spirit, God. And we ask it all in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I am so thankful for my amazing husband. He is he is strong and he is sweet and he's everything that a good man of God should be and I am I'm just so blessed by him and I'm blessed by this church body so many of you have known me sister Betty was just saying she could remember when I was just a little kid running around out at the campground barefoot well let me tell you when I was a kid I never had shoes on unless my mama made me and uh, is my mom here tonight I didn't see her come in. I didn't think that she made it tonight, but uh, let me tell you, my mom had a struggle in raising me, and those of you that have known me for most of my life know that that was true. God uses wiggly kids. Sister Vicky's got the biggest smile on her face. I don't know why. Sister Vicky knows God uses wiggly kids, and I am a testament to that. Uh, if you don't know who I am, my husband Mark and I lead the children's ministry here, and um, kids ministry is the best ministry and when I was a child in this church it was some of you very ladies that allowed room for me encouraged me brother and sister Melik let me teach in a Sunday school classroom they this church body worshiped with me when I sang even if it was too high sister Lois which I was prone to do she was the piano player in the church growing up you all allowed for the Lord to move in my life. And I'm so grateful for that. And um, there is no church, there's no church like the Anchor Church and like the Church of the Living God. Thank you. 
All right, now that you're all settled, if you wouldn't mind to go ahead and stand for the reading of the word, I'm going to read in Philippians chapter 4, and I'm going to read verses 4 through 8. All right, I'm going to give you a minute to find that. Philippians 4, verses 4 through 8. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. This is where we're going. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And finally, brethren and sisters, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, things that are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. You've already touched us. You've already blessed us. And we ask you, God, that we would open our hearts to hear what you would say to us tonight. In Jesus' name, we give you praise. You may be seated. All right. If you wouldn't mind, I'm going to share with you. Um, I'm going to read those same verses out of the New Living Translation. And um, I just like the way that they word uh, some of this. And um, sometimes I'm reading the New Living Translation through this, this year. Well, maybe it might take me a little longer than a year, but I might get done early. Who knows? I'm just kind of working my way through it. Um, but I like some of, the, some of the terminology that it uses to help me to understand what the Lord's trying to say to us. So this is it in the New Living Translation. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. And remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds everything anything we can understand his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus and now dear brothers and sisters one final thing fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise so tonight, I want to bring to you what is probably a strange topic, but I want to talk to you tonight about choosing between bullies or blessings. Now, King David, well, he's going to be king one day, but nobody but God knows that David's going to be king when he's a child. David had seven older brothers. Can you imagine now, my dad has seven brothers, five older, two younger. From his stories about his brothers, I think we can be reasonably sure David's brothers were not always kind to him. Everybody with a brother just started giggling right there because, you know, brothers can, can be sometimes not kind creatures. 
In fact, David's own father wasn't very nice to him. Seven bullies, plus his dad, to boss him around and tell David he's not good enough, he's never going to measure up, and just trying to beat him down. Now, David might have been the black sheep of his family, taking care of the family sheep. See what I did there? Yeah, uh uh-huh. But he's way out there on those back hills with the sheep. David is building a relationship with his heavenly father, the one who always has time for him. David is praying, and he's writing songs about his God. He's practicing his music. He's working his talents to increase them. And he's learning to protect the flock really well, which is going to come in really handy in the plans that God has for David. But David learned the importance of quieting his life and his spirit to hear God's voice. And when we learn to hear that still, small voice, there's no bully that can remove you from his presence. No matter what comes in your life, if we can learn how to hear God's voice, nothing will separate us from his love. Nothing, nothing can defeat us. Most of us in here, If I went around the room, we could all, we could probably almost all name something different that David did. Do you know that David is mentioned more than any other person in the Old Testament? And as a matter of fact, is the second most mentioned person in the entire Bible, second only to to Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Yeah. So we're glad that uh, that tells us that David did a lot of things right. But I wouldn't get very far in you ladies before we would also start naming some of the not so right stuff that he did. And David had a pretty tough life. He for sure messed up in just about every way possible. But you know, even in the midst of that, David refused to listen to those bullies who were constantly trying to tear him down. His brothers, yes. Then Goliath, King Saul. Later, David's own son. But David loved God, and he would allow the Lord to speak into his life. He just kept getting back up after every failure. And the Bible calls him a man after God's own heart. Does anybody in here want to be a lady after God's own heart? That is what I want more than anything in my life, to be a woman after God's own heart. David beat the bullies by allowing God to have the seat at his table. Now, bullying is an epidemic in our society today. And it's no longer just on the playgrounds or in the classrooms. It is everywhere. And you know, we tell our kids, if someone's not nice to you, don't hang out with them. You don't need that in your life. We tell them to go find new friends. And then we say, and if a bully won't leave you alone, you find an adult and you tell them that you need help. But if we could look with spiritual eyes tonight, we would see that that some of us have allowed some bullies to take up residence in our lives. We have allowed fear and worry, inadequacy, a spirit of criticism, 
we have allowed those things to hang out in our homes and constantly berate us and speak things into our lives that our God has never said about us. We allow these bullies to push their way into our thoughts and they bring their trashy friends to wreak havoc among this beautiful life that God has given us. There is a chair at our table and we choose to give it to God and allow God to bring the love and the joy and the peace that only he can bring. But to do that, to allow God to take that seat, then we've got to kick these other spiritual bullies to the curb. They have no place among the women of God. We are more than enough. We are conquerors through Christ. He has given us the victory. He set us up long ago for success, and we've got to turn off the voices that would tell us otherwise. 1 Timothy 1.7, it says, God has not given us a spirit of, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The spirit of fear does not belong in us. We cast that aside and we take on the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives and the power of a loving God who will take care of us in any circumstance and the power to think right thoughts, thoughts that are from the Lord, thoughts that our Heavenly Father will give to us. He wants to build us up. But if we won't give him the time of day, if we get too busy with the noise and distractions of our day-to-day -day life, it also overruns into those personal devotions. If we never take time to listen for that still, small voice, then we're never going to hear him. It'll be drowned out by those bullies that are pushing for our time and making us feel inadequate when all the while God is saying, you are enough because I am with you and because I am for you and because I am your God and you are my chosen child. Um, I don't want to get off on a sidetrack here, but you know, one of the reasons we've heard pastor talk about the changes that are coming to our services. And one of the reasons the Lord is having us to reorder those services is to allow us to set a time as a body to collectively rest on Sunday nights and to think about what God has allowed us to accomplish and to look forward for what God is calling us to do. The Lord is helping us to create that margin. You know, I printed out, uh, I was teaching a class a few weeks ago, and um, every, the first two weeks, it was a three-week class, the first two weeks I had printed out my little papers and then I brought my computer. Because, um, listen y'all, here's the secret. No matter how immature you are, when you get to a certain age, you will have to get reading glasses. And I have reached that certain age. And so, on my computer, I can just make that font as big as I need to make it and see it. But the, the third week, I didn't print out my papers. Y'all know what happened, right? My computer crashed. I had to shut the whole thing down. Had to try to bring up that stuff for memory. So tonight, for sure, I printed out my paper. But you know what? I printed out this paper, and there's a margin all the way around it. 
there's spaces in between. If not, if it was just all together without any spaces of blank, of quiet, of nothing, I wouldn't be able to read what it says very effectively. The Lord needs us to put those spaces into our life so that we can keep everything in the proper perspective. So let's get back to the bullies. It is time for us to kick these bullies out of our lives and intentionally open that door for the peace of God to take up residence in our hearts and in our minds. If you've ever gone through a season where you didn't have that peace of God to hold on to, if you had had that previously, then the whole time you were walking through that season, you understood what it was that you were missing. Because when you've known what the peace of God is in your life, there is nothing, there is nothing more valuable than having the peace of God that allows you to know, I am his child and he is with me and he will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He won't put more on me than I can bear. And so whatever comes our way, whatever circumstance, whatever situation in life, we can walk through that knowing that the Lord is with us. But we've got to learn, we've got to learn that skill. Um, with our kids, I, I do this activity often, probably almost every week, that uh, if I am up doing anything in the service, I will have them sit. And I do this little thing where I tell them to sit with their back against the back of the chair because kids don't normally sit that way, you know. And just let your feet hang down if they won't touch the floor. Put your hands in your lap. And now just close your eyes. Oh, let's do this. Let's do it. Just right where you are, just close your eyes. Just meditate on Jesus. Open your heart to him. He's speaking right now. Okay, you can open your eyes. Well, that was good. It made me feel a little more at home too because so what my kids do. It's amazing how quickly they can transition into that spot. And their eyes will pop open, and sometimes they'll pop open really fast, and you know that they have heard God say something to them. And they know that it was God that said it to them. Because if we can train them when they're children to get in that quiet place. There used to be this old song that we would sing, shut in with God in a secret place. More than anything, anything in this world that we can do to get shut in with God, where we move all the distractions that other song says, and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. That place in God that affords us a knowing of who we are and who he has called us to be spend time in the word and prayer and make sure you're taking time to listen if I spend 15 minutes in prayer I have done this y'all 
15 minutes in prayer and I was talking for 14 and a half. I ain't doing it right. Because all I've done is up, up, up. God, I need, what about this? What are you doing about this? Lord, I don't know what to do about this. God, you're so good. Thank you, Jesus, for all you do. Hey, have you seen this situation? Is there something you can do about that? And instead, if I would just get in to that quiet place, Lord, what would you say to me today? He might tell me how to fix that other situation. Or he might tell me that he has it all under control and I can sit and wait and know and trust. But when we get up from the table of our morning devotions and we're just rushing to check off that to-do list, sometimes, sometimes we leave our God, our Heavenly Father sitting there with this big basket of all of these gifts. The scripture says daily he loadeth us Lodeth is a continual. Eth means it keeps going, it keeps going. He daily loads us with benefits and blessings. And God brings them to the table. And I don't want to tell you how many times I've gotten up and rushed from that table to get going on with my day and left all of that goodness sitting there. Jesus wants us to spend time with him. We have to learn to just be in his presence because in his presence, we are complete. The Bible says we are complete in him. Our joy is full. Our souls are restored. God says that you are enough. God says that he is for you. You, everybody, point to yourself. Say, she's talking about me. No matter how old you are, how young you are, how long you've been in this church, you have a purpose, a calling, a mission. You need to be the you God created you to be. Because nobody else can be you. Whatever it takes to become the person that God created you to be, it is worth the struggle. It is worth whatever we have to go through to become who God created us to be. Pause for a moment and remember that God formed you. He didn't just speak you into creation like all of the other things that he created. No, you were fearfully and wonderfully made. God designed, God designed your hair. God designed the color of your eyes. God designed the shape of your face. Are you really going to tell the God of all glory and the King of Kings that he did it wrong? Are you really going to say, you didn't make me enough, Jesus? Uh, If you just would have given me that much more, I could have taken care of it now. His grace is sufficient. He will supply. He will take care of because he knows just what we need to be who he created us to be. Do you know the very hairs of your head are numbered? When was the last time you thought about that? God knows right at this moment. He knows how many hairs are on your head. You matter to God. And let me tell you something. You matter to God not because you've done something spectacular, not because you're the smartest or the funniest or the anyest but because you are his child and he loves you.
just as you are. God is an encourager, but we have to take time in his word, time in prayer to listen, to hear that encouragement that he's always speaking to us. You know, um, when a child is born, Sister Russell, nobody had to tell Rachel that when Gianna came into this world that she needed to speak life to her. It comes naturally because as parents, we want not only the best for our children, we want to give them everything they can possibly be. Rachel doesn't ask, why are you crying? She says, oh baby, what's wrong? What can mommy do to fix it? How can I help you? Because that's how God created us to be to our children. Is not he going to be that way with us? Is not he going to be the nurturer and the one who lifts us up and the one who says, you can do it. Come on, I'm rooting for you. Come on, I'll give you a hand up. I'll help you. He has given us all that we need, but we've got to get that, that line of communication open so that we can hear his voice. Because isn't that what we're all striving for? God has more for us as individual ladies, but as part of the Anchor Church. This church, my goodness, we've been talking about the 80-year history. I can't talk about the 80 years of this church and not get emotional. When I think about the price that Brother Guy Smith paid to lay the foundation of this church, it is solid, y'all. For 80 years, we have believed the same thing because Brother Guy Smith had truth and he held on to that truth. He bought it and he wasn't going to sell it. He wasn't going to let it go. There were times that he could have compromised. There were times that he could have let things down. There were times that he could have made a decision to go a different way. Brother Larry Ferris came and he continued to keep us rooted and grounded into that truth. And for 20 years, he was our pastor. And I know because I was involved in the leadership when Brother Ferris was here, there was for sure a few times that he had to pray it out, that he had to dig it out, that he had to get in the word and listen to that still small voice where God was saying, this is the way, walk ye therein. And now we have a pastor and a first family that has continued to say, we've got 80 years of history behind us and we're just going farther. We're just going deeper. There's more souls to reach. There's more churches to plant. There's more places to go. There's more souls in other countries. And we've got to do our part to make sure that we get everybody that we can get and tell them about who our God is. Everybody on this planet, Jesus died for them. Everybody in this city, every little child, every senior citizen, it doesn't matter their age or where they came from or if they have ever even heard the name of Jesus. It's our job in this city to be the light that shines so that they can find the God that died to save their soul. And we are part of that, ladies. We are doing our part. And listen, sometimes I, I spent many years of my early life trying to find the will of God. 
Thank God I finally had a pastor come along and say, are you praying? Are you reading your Bible? Are you doing what you know is right? Is there any sin in your life? I'm doing my best, pastor. Yep, I'm trying to do, yep, I'm doing. You're in the will of God. Just keep going. It'll be made apparent in time. I would have never, listen, ladies, some of you know me. Sister Millick's smiling right now because she knows what I'm going to say. Listen, I was a hot mess. I'm still a hot mess in a modest dress. Thank you very much. But Jesus uses this hot mess in a modest dress, okay? And I would have never, I would have never dreamed that he would let me be a children's minister to his kids. That he would let me answer phones for the best church in the whole wide world. Thank you very much. I would have never guessed that the Lord would have allowed me to do that. But I just want to be what he wants me to be. And I want to be available. And that is the key to everything. To seeking him and making yourself available. I promise you God has such good plans for us. Such good plans for this church, for these people, for these ladies, for our families. There is so much more ahead of us. And I love saying this. The latter rain greater than the former by seven times, right? That means anything that they saw in the book of Acts, anything that we have seen in Azusa Street, all of that, all of that, multiply it by seven how big is our God? He is unlimited. And he is going to use us in this end time revival. Now listen, as ladies, sometimes we can get a little, well, we can just be that way, okay? So if there's one thing I know about the journey in life, we have our ups and we have our downs, and it's always going to be followed by ups and downs. Has anybody here ever been on a carousel? Okay. When I'm up, where's my friend? And when I'm down, where's my friend? This is the continual ride of life. And so, whenever my friend's going up, I'm just gonna high five her and say, you go girl. And whenever I'm coming up, then I'm gonna put my hand out to help her come up too. We need each other. We need the ladies in this church to join together in unity, to join together in prayer, to join together and push behind our pastor for everything that the Lord is telling us to reach for. Because this, this is the journey and we want to enjoy it. This is the ride of life. Listen, don't get caught up with the comparison bully either, okay? There's always going to be someone that does something better than you. Guess what? God created you to be you, and if he wants you to have that gift, he can just give it to you. But you know what? I don't need a whole church full of people just like me, because then the whole church is a hot mess. I need people that are put together. I need people that have skills that I don't have. I need people to say, Sister Pam, just chill. Because sometimes I need to chill. Listen, we are all here as part of this plan and part of this purpose. But this is what I'm going to tell you. God doesn't say that we're never going to go through a storm. But he does promise that he's going to go through every storm with us. God doesn't tell us that life is going to be perfect. But he does tell us that he will keep us in perfect peace if we keep our mind stayed on him. 
Bullies want to beat you down, but God wants to bring blessings that overflow into your life. So who are you going to allow to sit at your table? Can we stand for just a minute? Sister Krista, you can go ahead. You can just walk up through this way. Just play something soft and just take a moment. One of my favorite things that my pastor has ever taught me is about receiving the word. Now, everything that I've said tonight, hopefully there's something in there that has resonated with you. So as Sister Krista plays, if we could just take a moment, if we could just turn our eyes on Jesus, raise our hands, and receive whatever word you have heard from him tonight. Jesus, we're so grateful. We're so grateful for your presence, for your power, for your anointing, and for your love towards us. Jesus, I ask you to bless every lady that is in this place tonight to know that they have a place in you, that you have more than enough for anything that their life can bring them. Jesus, that we would make ourselves available for the kingdom, that you have called us for such a time as this, that you have gone before us and you are going with us and you will see us through everything. God, I pray that you would give us a heart for the things of truth, that you would give us a love for the souls of this community, that you would help us to be salt and light everywhere that we go and everything that we do, that we would seek to please you, Jesus. Sister Krista. What a beautiful name it is. Sing it, ladies. My King. What a beautiful name. Oh, I'm so grateful for that name. with one another. I'm sure they're still having a good time and eating in the back, but God bless you all and thank you. Lord, we thank you for visiting with us tonight. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. You are dismissed. 
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.